and welcome to New England Beer Reviews. My name's TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. This is episode 61. That's what happens when you put ketchup on a hot dog. How the fuck are you today, disease carrier? I mean, it literally just says disease. Yeah, but... I know. But instead of just calling you disease, like if I'm going to call you disease and I'm going to call you pestilence. I was going to say, yeah, it's my... Uh, so for those of you who haven't seen the announcement on Facebook... I finally got COVID. Uh, I I have taken my turn as one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I am very ready for my shift to be done. Yep. And I uh, fully expect myself to take on the role of famine tonight because I don't want to fucking do my cousin's dishes. So I'm just not going to fucking eat tonight. How's that? Huh? Yeah. All right, let's fucking get into this. Wow, where, where I, I am, I am in a, I am in a fucking, I'm in a fucking mood today. Like, like just trying to get on this thing to get recording, having like network and connectivity and, and sound issues, and it's just like, no, no, fucking, we're gonna drink some goddamn beer. We're gonna talk about some goddamn beer and and other shit. <laughs> it's my first time having beer since for over a week because you know. I was actually feeling shitty for the first, I don't know, four or five days, but I don't know. Now, now I, now I feel okay. I'm just annoyed that I'm still stuck at home. Yes. Beer number one today comes to us from Hoofhearted and Short Throw Brewing Company. It's called, That's What Happens When You Put Ketchup on a Hot Dog. It's a 7% goes style Ale with raspberry, passion fruit, lime, coriander, and Pinot Noir salt. In three, two, one, crack. Woo! Yeah, I saw that this was a collab with Short Throw, and it was like, it's our chance to have a hoof-hearted as an episode beer. Well, and technically it is still New England because it was brewed at short throw instead of hoofhearted. I mean, it doesn't, I, I, I would, even if it were brewed at hoofhearted, I, I think I would have still counted it because, you know, it was collab with short throw. Although it says definitely brewed and canned about. by hoofhearted brewing North Haven, Connecticut, distributed by 12%. So does hoofhearted do their brewing in Connecticut? No, they do not. They um they do their brewing someplace vaguely near Columbus, I think, but cuz I I I don't think that the like the place that they have in Columbus is where they brew, but um this is oh, this man. is solid. Yeah, this is really fucking good. Like it's really fucking good. I mean, based on the two breweries that did it, I'm not at all surprised. Um, like, Hoofhearted, I think, is one that most beer nerds are well aware of at this point. But, like, I've been fairly impressed by the stuff that I've had from Short Throw. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I've had too, too much from them. But I feel like most yeah. of the stuff that I have had, I, I have found enjoyable. But, like, this is a solid goes. It's not... Some of them can be a little over salty which mm -hmm. like isn't always a problem for me but i know it can be for other people i find this to be i think the the fruit in it helps kind of balance that out a bit 
Like, it's not quite a smoothie style, but it notably has a bunch of fucking pulpy shit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more of a smoothie style than, like, most of the other Gozas that I've had. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I feel like I can I can taste all the fruits. I, I'm not sure that I'm getting a ton of, like, Pinot Noir notes, but there is maybe a hint of that, like, wine sort of, I don't know... Well, like, I wouldn't really expect to get too much of it because it's Pinot Noir salt. Right. But like, you know, a little hint of tannins in there. But like, I think it's getting kind of masked by the coriander. But I'm also, I don't have a problem with that. No. I I generally like coriander in uh, in beer as far as I can tell. Me too. Although I have to say, I'm not sure that like I could tell you what uh, coriander, i.e. the spice that we use in the United States, tastes like. You know, I, I don't think if somebody was like, describe the spice of coriander, I'd be like, I don't know, like cor- coriander-ish. Yeah, like mild fennel. <laughs> yeah, um, which is funny because... Uh, I don't know if they do it in the UK too, but I know that in um, the in Australia they they also call cilantro coriander because it is the same plant. Huh? Yeah did you did you not know that? Didn't know that. Um, and people who have the genetic fluke that makes you makes cilantro taste like fucking soap. Um, do not have that same problem with coriander seeds. I think that's why it's easier in the U.S. to like have them separated because then people aren't trying to associate the two in their mind. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's what I forgot to grab. Yeah, I've got like half of a clogged bowl that I'm smoking. So. Mm. Yeah. Tasty. Right? Because uh, that's me living the tasty life. Uh, but yeah, this, this is our this is our last episode that I'm recording in Dover for the time being. Uh, not going to get into that on here because I don't know if any family members listen to this. I'm guessing probably not, but I don't really need anything getting back to Heather as ammo. Yeah, no. She, she already victimizes herself enough. Yeah, we can talk about literally anything else um, yes speaking of literally anything else this is a beer show god damn it so we're gonna start off by talking about a seltzer <laughs> uh, it's a good seltzer yeah it's, it's a damn like good seltzer we talked about last time <laughs> um we had the soak seltzer from uh, trillium their tropical citrus so it's lime mango passion fruit and grapefruit and like, goddamn! Like, especially for a fucking seltzer, it's good. Yeah, it's like super good. I mean, I'm not at all shocked though. Like, I it, it's Trillium. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's rare for Trillium to have a miss. Also, um, man, I should have actually remembered to pull that up. I I wanted to bring up the fact that. Uh, I can't remember who the fuck it was, but somebody that was like the rankings came out by from somebody about you know the top breweries in massachusetts or whatever 
Oh yeah, um, I remember seeing that. I and I disagree. I don't entirely disagree with that list, but I definitely disagree with that list. I definitely disagreed with that list. Um, like there was stuff that was on there that's like, uh, that ain't right. Yeah, there's stuff on there that sh- that it shouldn't be, in my opinion. There's stuff on there that uh, there's not stuff. There's stuff on that isn't on there that should be. Um, oh man, I fucking forget who even did that so I can like pull it up real quick. Um, All right. So the top 10 breweries in Massachusetts, according to brewery stars, whoever the fuck you are is like one, two, three, four, and five. I don't really disagree with because it's a, I mean, I don't just necessarily agree with the order. I think a trillium should be above treehouse. But it's it's Treehouse, Trillium, Vitamin C, Widowmaker, and River Sticks are their top five, and it's like I, I can I, mean, I can mostly get behind that. Mostly, I don't think I'm going to respectfully disagree on R- River Sticks. Yeah, though. I would rather replace River Sticks with somebody like Lost Shoe. Lost Shoe is actually who I was thinking of as well. Um, yeah, I again I haven't done as much exploring of river sticks stuff as I should I do plan on doing more we are going to talk about some probably today but like I don't know their stuff's not bad but I don't think that they deserve to be in the top five like yeah. I, I I and if you're li- if you're from river sticks and you're listening I'm not trying to slam you I think that like what you've had what you've what I've had from you guys has been good but I just, I think that, I think Lost Shoe is bet a, a little bit better. I'm sorry. I, and Lost Shoe isn't even on this list. That's exactly my problem. Like, I mean. I mean, honestly, the, that, six, I agree. The, the six and seven position, I don't even know these breweries. And then like the last three, I I, I don't think I agree with. Uh, what's six and what, what are the ones that you don't know? Uh, Brick and Feather and Channel Brick and Marker. Feathers. I've heard good things about Channel Marker. I've not tried their shit yet. They're the ones. Uh, so Beverly now has a couple of breweries. I believe they're one of the mm-hmm. ones in Beverly. Okay. Um, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, they're supposed to be the better one in Beverly, but like I don't think they do really much distro. Um, I've had at least something from Brook and Feather, and I don't even remember what it was because it didn't really stand out in my mind. Yeah, I, I, I don't know them at all yeah um and then like what about fucking vanished valley man yeah that that's a good where's vanished valley where's um white lion like uh why is all right so then eight nine and ten we've got second wind second wind is good second wind is good greater good no i don't agree with that and exhibit a I like Exhibit A. I'll, I, don't I, don't, I like Exhibit I'm not A. Gonna, I'm actually not going to disagree with that. It, the only I, don't, that I, I don't think that they should be in the top 10, though, because there are other better places. Uh-oh. And it also kind of feels like it's just sort of ignoring like anything going on in Western Mass. Yeah, it is ignoring anything going on in Western Mass, and that really bothers me, like I said. Um, but like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree... 
I'm not I'm not outright going to disagree with them being on there. Like Second Wind, I think, deserves to be on there, too. Like, well, I think it's Second Wind deserves to be on there. But Greater Good, I don't think does. No, Greater Good's the one I take a, a huge issue with. I've never been that impressed with their shit. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I will try it. And I've, I've tried several of their beers. And like, I don't know, I guess Pulp Daddy is like the best of them. But... Oh it's still not really that good. Like pulp daddy's like, if I'm feeling generous, a four, but it's probably more like a 3.75. Yeah. Like, honestly, man, I'd even put like, I don't know, aeronaut above them. Yeah. I mean, shit, I'd probably put lamplighter above them. Yeah. And lamplighter is kind of, eh. yeah. Like none of their stuff is bad, but like, I don't know. I, I can't think of any lamplighter off the top of my head that it's like, oh, yeah, you haven't had that. You got to try that. Yeah. No, there's not really anything. Some of the stuff that they've done in bottles was good. But like I had one. I, I think we're going to talk about it at some point because I probably checked it in. But um, I had one semi recently that I'd been it's like a raspberry sour that I'd been aging for fucking years at this point. Just Ooh, nice. Because, and it was solid. But like. I'm wondering if it's because I aged it so long or if it's because the base beer is solid. It's uh, sometimes it's hard when I haven't had it fresh to like know how much the aging has helped it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, but yes, that was brewery stars, top 10 brewers using their own metadata. So whatever the fuck that means. I know what metadata means, but like it's using brewery stars metadata to compile their top 10 list. So is it just like a bunch of people who have no taste? I really, uh, it makes me wonder what that, what, yeah. Or, or is it like the metadata that is gathered by like, I don't know, fucking systems that track your location i don't know but like just because somebody goes to a place over and over doesn't even necessarily mean that it's like better than other places yeah like if i live down the street from greater good i'm sure that i would be there a bunch it doesn't mean that i like their stuff all that much it's just like eh, it's right there <laughs> i mean i you say that <laughs> i say and, that and then and, it's like, and i uh, live in lowell and i've never even been to navigation brewing even though they like actually have like food trucks and shit and like seemingly a cool place to hang out and i've literally never been there because i think their beer sucks mm -hmm. so i'm like uh yeah i've i feel like you know considering where i am uh in lowell like i can get to spyglass and navigation probably in about the same amount of time and it's like even though yeah and spyglass is just I'm sure far and away better way better yeah I've never had anything from navigation but I'm sure that spyglass is way better you probably have had something from navigation and promptly either forgot it or even perhaps blocked it out of your mind <laughs> honestly man we've got a lot of like pretty mediocre breweries around I can't remember I feel like Lowell's got something else too but yeah I think that Lowell does have at least two breweries going on in there I don't know. I can't remember where Merrimack Ales is. All right. Before Emily gets into a bunch of stuff that she had without me, uh, we also had a tall can bullshit together. 
It's the Ice Smash Pink Lemonade. Um, Swear to God, people, this is the last one for a while, I think. Yeah, I'm fairly certain this is the last one for a while. Actually, this might be like the last one in our list. But, eh, you know, it was... Fine. Yeah, you you got what you paid for. (laughs) I mean, it's better than some of the others, so I'll give it that. Yeah, it's definitely not a, um, like, Four loco grape or a Willie's Super Brew. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, man, why are you doing that to me? I'm drinking something good. I didn't want to think about that. Oh, God, especially because of the fruit. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. All right, Emily. Well, you had a bunch of things without me, so uh, why don't you take over for a few? All right. Well, uh said bunch of things occurred because I um, stayed a couple of nights up in Wells and then um, met a friend at Flo's Hot Dogs. Shout out again to Flo's Hot Dogs. And then I was like, all right, I'm in the fucking area. I've got a, I've got some, I don't have to like rush home. So I ended up popping over to Odd by Nature and then down to Definitive. Um, so... At Odd by Nature, I tried Blue Slide Park. It is a collaboration with Grist House Craft Brewery from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Wish what, I'd known. What me. Pittsburgh? Uh, I mean, mm, yeah, yeah, go, go, Permonti Brothers, go Pens. I don't know, something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is. A fruited sour with fresh raspberries, uh, pineapple puree, bananas, and tons of blue raspberry. I thought it was pretty good. Um, Gave this one a 4.25. I thought thought it was pretty solid. The other one I had there was... I had to fucking try one of them. Um, So they did a couple of beers that were... Base that were done with Red Bull. One of them is called oh, that's this hilarious. Beer Gives You Wings Strawberry Lemonade. So they do, they have This Beer Gives You Wings, but they had both. I went with Strawberry Lemonade because I don't like the taste of Red Bull. Um, so this one is 176 pounds of fresh strawberry puree and fresh made lemonade with Thai energy syrup added. Um, contains caffeine yeah does contain caffeine so was it like an old school four loco but good um no but better than an old school four loco (laughs) let's put it this way the smaller pour that i have had did not have enough caffeine to even be noticeable and like i'm fairly sensitive to caffeine so like if it had a shitload it would have been very fucking noticeable but Nah, I didn't notice any caffeine kick from it. Um, And it was, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, I, I don't like, I didn't like it as much as the, the blue one, but like this was not bad for, especially for what it was. Like, again, odd by nature, like not always perfect, but like, man they they take like i very much appreciate a brewery that like takes calculated risks and like no they they, they, like try to swing well and and, like i appreciate that they try to go for a swing like yeah they still make things that are accessible 
or like a little more accessible. I'm looking at yeah. you. Uh, it's going to be fire. Or Kolsch Bandicoot. Oh, I don't think I have the Kolsch Bandicoot. Right um, so then I went to Definitive because, good Lord, Definitive had some cool ass shit on tap. Um, actually, you have had one of them. <laughs> Bought cans of it. Um, so I had two different Euphoric Nights, which is one of their sour series. Um, I had Euphoric Nights Strawberry Orange and White Chocolate, which, you know, a- as advertised. Um, this was fucking incredible. I, like, I honestly, most of their stuff is like a pretty goddamn good and be as advertised yeah, like especially when it comes to like their euphoric nights like i think I, I think you're right i did have like the next one you had yeah the... you did because i got cans of it i so i gave the the strawberry orange and white chocolate a 4.7 actually i gave both of them 4.75 uh the other one i had was pineapple calamansi and blackberry smash I picked up the can. I had I I had a choice of cans of both, and I ended up going with uh, the pineapple calamansi blackberry smash, mostly because calamansi is a flavor that's sort of new to me, um, and it's a new fruit for them as well. They say um, that apparently calamansi, according to them, is also known as Philippine lime, which I actually kind of agree with okay that's what i thought it was all right like it's a very lime-ish kind of flavor but it's got like a little bit of a different like almost edge to it i i'm really liking calamansi like i can't remember who the fuck else tried this one and was like oh i think dan tried it and he was like Uh, I don't really, I think this is like too bitter or something or like too much lime. And I'm like, well, first off, it's calamansi, which I've taken to be calling like super lime. Yeah. Because it's like, what what if lime, you know, did steroids is kind of the way I kind of, I I think it tastes. Um, Which like as a person who's like lime is very fucking high up on my list of things that I like. So yeah this that that worked you limey bastard yeah also fun fact um a little bit of science trivia for you here 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 for you folks um so the british navy switched over to using limes hence the the um the nickname limeys and it took them uh till i don't know i think it was like the early 20th century before they realized that limes actually don't fucking work to prevent scurvy (laughs) um so the thing so it's a good example of like don't just assume something works unless you know why it works because uh so lemons and oranges worked to prevent scurvy because they're high in vitamin C. Fun fact, limes aren't. 
the only reason that uh, people weren't getting scurvy was because the voyages were short enough that you wouldn't have acquired scurvy in that time frame. Because it takes like two to three months of vitamin C deprivation to actually get scurvy. Interesting. So if the voyage is less than like three months long, no one's going to get scurvy anyway. Fun science facts. Mm-hmm. But they discovered that when uh, there was the race to the South Pole and the British team like all got scurvy. I mean, they all died, pretty much all died anyway, but um, not just because of scurvy. Yeah. Um, was that the South Pole or was that like the North the Pole? Pole? No, that was the South Pole race. Okay. Um, it was, uh, fuck. I forget. I remember the story of like the terror. It's a dude. Like, so it was some, some British dude and then some Scandinavian dude and the Scandinavian dude won because like, even though his expedition was much more poorly funded, it actually like was structured better because it was. It didn't have like six million people being like, you need to study this or do this or whatever, or try out our new equipment or whatever. Nice. Real nice. So, uh, going back to beer. Beer is cool. Um, At Definitive, I also had two different Radiant Days. Radiant Days is another sour series from them. I had Blueberry, Raspberry, Maple, and Vanilla gave that one a 4.25. I thought that was pretty solid. But Marionberry Peach Fluff, I gave a 4.75 and it was notably better. I mean, it's also got fluff, I'm guessing, so. I mean... Or, or at least marshmallow. Yes, it, it does have marshmallow, but I mean, just because it has marshmallow isn't the reason I gave it. Was, it was genuinely just better. Nice. Oh, and then back to some stuff that we had together. I don't even fucking remember this one at all. Yeah, tell that. I mean, that in the rating should tell you why. Yeah, uh, lemon meringue pie from Decadent Ales uh, was a lemon meringue session IPA that we both gave a three point two five because it was merp. Like, I mean, at least I'm like guessing half- it was merp because I don't fucking remember it at. the way i would describe it is the reason you don't remember it is because it tasted like a pretty okay new england style ipa but like lemon's a strong flavor and it didn't come through like at all like nothing came through it tasted like a straight ipa if i if i hadn't if i hadn't seen on the can that it was supposed to taste like lemon meringue pie i wouldn't have had a fucking clue like, I feel like there was, you know, just the, the tiniest hint of lemon and the tiniest hint of meringue vanilla. and vanilla. Yeah. No, it but wasn't. Like, it was really just sort of, it was mostly just a pretty Merp session IPA. Yeah, basically. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like I've had a f- couple of things from Decadent now that have been super disappointing. And I'm like... <sighs> I might, I might kind of give up on trying, honestly. Like, I'm just not, I'm really not that impressed. Yeah, man, I don't think that I would blame you. 
Okay, I see where we're going to stop on beer talk today. So we still have a little bit more ways to go. All right. Uh, Stepping outside of New England, we had Blue Crab, an IPA from Other Half in Brooklyn. Um, Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe. It was fine. Um... I think yeah, I would have liked it better fine. if it was. A, I, I think it, it. It. I mean, it's solid for a single IPA. I think I would have liked it better if it was a double, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't like super impressed with it. I, I was. I didn't hate it either, but yeah. I mean, I've. I. I know what other half can do, and a four point two five is actually like kind of slumming it for them. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we had Argo from River Sticks. It was a collaboration with Channel Marker. Uh, cherry pie in a can. Uh, again, like, I thought it was all right. Like, we both gave it a 4.25. I it thought just, that was pretty decent. I, I don't know. Like, I wanted, I wanted more from it. I know, but honestly that's kind of how i feel about most of the river stick stuff i've had i've had very few things that were like or i feel like actually couldn't be improved upon um but like 4.25 for river sticks is actually pretty decent like the next one we had was um dionysus dionysus uh, I don't know if I trust you on pronunciation of things, but I'll go with it. Uh, um, like, I mostly know it because of mythology, like the Temple of Dionysus, the Cult of Dionysus. It, it's, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway. No current in this one. Um, this was a sour ale brewed with Cabernet grapes and conditioned on Maine blueberries. Um Honestly, I wasn't that impressed with this. Nope, I was there with you, man. Not really impressed with it. Um, Could have definitely been way better. And just the flavor of it wasn't working. Like, I I, I appreciate them, like, trying things. But there are other places that try things. Just try harder. Mm -hmm. Uh, next up, we had Strawberry Sour Puffed Girls from uh, Barreled Souls. Uh, strawberry Marshmallow Fluff Sour Ale. Uh, yeah, it fucking, it's tasty, you know? Mm-hmm. Barreled like, Souls usually does pretty well. Yeah, I mean, again, like, nothing like, oh my god, this will blow your mind. But, like, I feel like what they do, they do well. I agree. Um, yeah, now Barreled Souls has had some real good shit. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Didn't we used to have a puppy? <laughs> um, so we together had an odd by nature collaboration with district 96 beer factory out of New York, New York. Uh, this was a Dippa with 44 pounds of toasted coconut with cashmere and Sabro hops. Um, 
one. It's called Castaway as yes. a celebration of all things Tom Hanks, which mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. <laughs> I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I feel like the coconut could have been stronger. Um, yeah, that was sort of where I was coming from with it. Like it, <sighs> we both gave it a four, which means it's not bad. Yeah, like, it's definitely not bad, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel- if you're going to put like 44 pounds of coconut in there, I want to be able to taste more of the coconut. Yeah, I mean, like the for a coconut IPA, your the bar to clear is Smooth Beats Miami. Yeah, pretty um, much. From Finback and Jay Wakefield. Like, that's how you do a fucking coconut IPA. Oh, my God. Like, I, I still dream of Smooth Beats Miami sometimes. They have it at a uh, craft beer cellar, West Virginia. Oh, rad. Now I just need money. <laughs> oh boy, you're gonna be real excited when you see the shit that's in my fridge right now. Cool. Uh, um, is it me next? It might be yeah. me next. Uh, next up, we had Axis of Sour Triple Berry from Kushnock. Uh, haven't we talked about this before? We have not talked about this before. We have talked about Kushnak a couple of times. Um, Kushnak is from, fuck me. Uh, Augusta. Augusta. I was going to say someplace boring in Maine. Yes, Augusta. Augusta is boring. I've never been there. I don't have any interest in going there. Um, Isn't it the capital of Maine? Yes. Everybody assumes it's Portland, and it's like, no, Portland's actually no, just... No, Portland's just where the shit is. <laughs> yeah, Portland's where stuff is. Augusta is where it's like the state house is, and everyone yawned and forgot about it. Um, I mean, we partially got this on name alone, because Axis of Sour. Axis of Sour. But um, I just want to berries, more. The three berries being blackberry, raspberry, and strawberry. I mean, I just wanted to try something else from Kushnock because this is my first time having a Kushnock sour. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought this was kind of meh for a sour, but like, honestly, I'm not at all surprised if it's like one of the first sours they're trying to do because it seems to be sours seem to be a thing that you would think would be easy and really fucking aren't. Um, I think especially newer brewers are shocked by the amount, the sheer amount of like whatever fucking ingredient you're putting in there that isn't like standard beer ingredients that like the, the amount you have to put in Mm -hmm. to get the taste to even register is a lot more than you think it is. Oh yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to do the next one too, because then you're going to do three more and then we're going to take our commercial break. Sound good? Okay. All right. Uh, hey, the next one we had was also another one from Barreled Souls. So a bit of main today. This one's called Rummy Bears. It was a rum barrel age goes with gummy bears, strawberry, pineapple, orange, and lemon. And let me tell you, this one was a disappointment. Yeah. I, I think I'm coming to the conclusion that I do not like rum associated with beer at all i feel like like maybe if it's a stout i I could get more behind it than like an ipa sour but like definitely definitely when it comes to like 
fruit style smoothie sours um keep your fucking rum away from it i i know i know it makes sense that like oh rum and fruit flavors they should go together you but think so it, it, no it doesn't it work it doesn't work it just tastes it like fucking work. shit yeah it it has like this almost like cloying like sickly like sweetness that just i don't know it just it, it like every time every instance i can think of rum in a beer in any any time in recent memory is just fucking bad uh so no do not recommend like gave it a 3.5 because it felt wrong to like go much lower than that but like boy howdy i didn't like this and i would not recommend put spending money on it like i don't i mean unless like you're a huge rum fanatic and you know that you like it in beer then like i guess go for it but like no just no i yeah, wouldn't just no. I, doesn't work all right let, let's burn through the next three that you got and then we'll add break all right puff puff pineapple is a shocker pineapple cider from uh stowe cider in stowe vermont uh it is also not only just pineapple but it's also applewood smoked jalapeno and poblano peppers from black diamond barbecue um it was decent i thought that it could have done better but i definitely liked the hint of like the the um the heat the i had oh before you get onto that i i gotta talk about a cider i had um oh. just real fast because I, I went to fucking i went to lookout farm a mm -hmm. little while back and i had a handful of stuff there nothing nothing was really worth writing home about not gonna lie like it's all fairly mediocre middle of the road uh they had a double ipa like a new england style double ipa that was pretty decent i can't mm. remember the name of it though but they also had one called barn burner which was a habanero cider and i gotta tell you man or at least i think it was habanero because this motherfucker was hot like i yeah. can handle spicy and this shit was like almost too much for me wow yeah jesus like that uh, might be a little overkill yeah if, if anyone from lookout farm is listening to this dial it back with that a little bit all right keep on going <laughs> uh let's see i had a spyglass called quadratics is big it is a Dippa with no fucking description for some fucking reason. Um whatever, it's an it's a spyglass dippa and it was fucking awesome. Like 4.75 awesome. Um I'm pretty sure that my dad picked that one up. Um nice. and gave another Kushnock a whirl. This one was called Codename Sensei. This was a milkshake IPA with Citra and Waimea and then lactose, vanilla, lime zest, and lime puree. Um, the malt bill adds a graham cracker crust character is what they say. 
honestly, man, I like this one talked a big game <laughs> and didn't fucking deliver. Like 3.75 isn't awful, but like none of the flavors that are supposed to be there are there other than the fuck the, the it, it more or less tasted like a basic milkshake IPA. Once again, Kushnak, if you're listening, you have the right fucking idea. Just add more shit. Like take however much shit like that isn't, you know, hops and barley and shit and add like two to three times as much as you're adding now. And you probably would get there. Hear that, Kushnak? Do it. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our beer segment, I believe. Um, next time, we'll be talking about beers that we drank when uh, I think we finally went and saw Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, I'm fairly certain that that's what oh, that is. So, um, is, but so yeah, we're, we're, gonna we're, have... we're gonna we're gonna cut beer talk here. <laughs> And we're going to do ads. As always, our first anti-ad our from our non-sponsor, fuck you, Zoom. <laughs> I don't care if you've changed your shit. Fuck you. <laughs> um, in terms of pro ads. Pro ads. Um, COVID vaccinations. Hey, folks. You know... Do it. Don't be don't be a Jenny McCarthy. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. I mean, don't I be a Kevin gonna... Sorbo. Get Come vaccinated. You're 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 fucking up my flow here, man. Um, COVID vaccines. You know, folks. At this point, it it's pretty guaranteed that every single one of us, through the course of living our lives, is gonna get COVID at some point. Would you like to not get your shit completely fucking rocked by COVID? Would you like to not die? Would you like to, you know, hopefully not like kill any of your family members either? Get fucking vaccinated. Guess what? Every vaccine we've got on the market works pretty well. Hell, they're coming out with an Omicron booster that, you know, if you didn't, if you weren't, you know, didn't go the traditional route like me of boosting yourself by getting Omicron, then you too can be protected from the ravages of Omicron because I know people who have gotten COVID multiple times and it's because they've gotten different strains. So, but I can say the vaccine worked. I honestly, I've had worse colds. Yes. Uh, it, and <clears throat> a little shout out for make sure you have at least a few, um, COVID rapid tests, tests yep, on yep. hand because uh the one of the handiest things about rapid tests is they so you'll test on a positive on a pcr test a lot longer than you'll test positive on a rapid test and that's because the rapid tests are more or less testing your infectivity like how infectious are you so i have still not gone anywhere because i've still got a little faint pink line which means i'm still capable of being somewhat infective so fingers crossed that when i do it again in two days it will be gone and i can go back out and join the world of the living but for now i'm being a responsible fucking person and staying in my condo yes instead of fuck you got mine pro ad check out our other podcast see it or screw it it's a movie podcast check it out wherever you find podcasts check it out
Boy, weren't those some great ads. Well, here we are in the beer number two. Beer number two today comes to us from Throwback Brewery out of, uh, out of, uh, New Hampshire somewhere. New Hampshire somewhere. That works. Uh, Northampton, New Hampshire. It is part of their Party Pants series. This one's called Love for All. It's a sour ale brewed with plums, uh, butterfly pea flower, and sumac. In three, two, one, crack. Mmm, smells sour. Oh, it definitely looks more purpley than it did when we first had this, I think. That's partially be probably because of the I wonder if the acidity from the f- remnants of the for- of the former beer are causing it to change color slightly. But that's no, because so, even like pouring this out, I like coming out, it's still looking like purpley. That's butterfly pea flower. Um, I can't remember what what the I, I it's a it's a it's a pH thing. So, um, for those of you who don't know, um, butterfly pea flower got first got uh, popularized by Empress Gin. So Empress Gin also pours out kind of a purpley color, sort of similar to this. But if you mix it with tonic, it turns... It's like, I can't remember if it usually pours out blue and then it turns purple if you mix it with tonic or vice versa. I think it pours out blue and then it turns purple. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think it's something to do... I can't remember if it's something to do with the pH or what, but... um, Butterfly pea flower is not an ingredient that's really used for f- flavor. It's just used for the color fun. But yeah, it's uh, it goes from blue to purple depending on, I think, pH. Or, you know, just magic. Yes, because, it you know, science isn't basically magic. We, you know, that has rules and laws. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> magic is just science we can't explain. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, I forget who the fuck wrote that. Like H.G. Wells or something like that. I don't know. Your mom. I mean, that'd be rad if my mom wrote it, but I don't think she's written anything so famous. Um, yeah. I don't know what I really. Oh, here. Uh, TJ's super short, spoiler free, newish movie review. I watched Secret Headquarters. It's it's the like Owen Wilson is a divorced dad and his kid finds out that he's the superhero that's flying around. Um, It's it's a weird flick, like not in like the good fun ways. It's it's more weird in like. The writers are definitely probably in like their mid to late 40s at the youngest, and they're writing 14 year old characters that are like really overly sexualized for a PG movie. Mm. And it just comes off as like creepy in a lot of parts of it. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, Owen Wilson's fine. Uh, Michael Pena as like the villain is fine, you know? Um, 
but ultimately it's just uh kind of yeah oh uh, it also it's the same kid from um the adam project oh sweet yeah um, yeah, kid's good. yeah. No, like there are good performances in it. Uh, and Emily's walking off somewhere for something. But um, yeah, I don't know what else to really say about that movie because, like, I don't think it's worth the time. Uh, speaking of not worth the time, and I'm going to have to fucking watch it again because I just rewatched uh, the 2014 Robocop again just mm-hmm. to see if it's like, all right, is it actually as bad as I remember it being or am I just being harsh on it because I love the shit out of the original Robocop movie so much? And yeah, the verdict was, yeah, it's it's as bad as I remember it being. It's got it's got similar issues to like um venom to let there be carnage uh, of like Ah. it just feels neutered i still haven't seen either venom movie yeah watch the first one i think the first one's good at least decent Uh, honestly i really like tom hardy as eddie brock i think it works um venom not a great character but not a terrible character and i think he gets a better turn in the first one the second one Again, like my major issue is it feels neutered like carnage should not be showing up outside of an R rated scenario or at least a hard PG 13. Yeah. And it's like, nah, you you got like kind of a soft PG 13. Lame. Yeah. I I think most of the reason it was PG 13 instead of PG is because elements of terror Oh, no. Yeah, no. Kids can't watch terror. Terror is bad. It'll make them realize the world exists and it's shit. I mean, are they still really that worried about like R-rated fucking, you know, superhero movie flicks? Because cough, cough, Deadpool, cough, cough. Um, Sony's just stupid. Uh, they, they, they want to try and maximize profits, and the easiest way to maximize profits is PG-13 movies as opposed to R-rated movies. It is harder to make money with an R-rated movie. I mean, good good for them still, though. But this is, like, coming, at, this is coming from the studio that released Morbius twice. Yeah. yeah. Still well, haven't seen it, but I refuse to pay money to see it. <laughs> Oh, boomers who don't even understand how social media works. Jesus. Yeah. Or like what an internet joke is. Yeah. Like, yeah, your movie was a giant joke. So uh, real quick, we should probably talk about what we think about this beer. Other oh, than the yeah. fact that I explained the, the butterfly pea flower aspect. Um, I think it's not bad. It, I, I definitely pick up some of the plum. Um, again, I don't know that I entirely know what sumac is supposed to taste like, but it definitely has a little bit of like, I don't know, a little bit of an herbal character to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a slight herbaceousness. Um, I think it's primarily a Middle Eastern spice. Well, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern herb. It is. But, it's, um, I think it's part of stuff like Ras El Hanout. Yeah. 
I know that when I worked at the Middle East, they had a um, a pizza that had this like brown shit that they would throw on it and just like bake that on the dough. And mm. I think that that was sumac based. Yeah, I could see that. And like, it, yeah, it's all right. It doesn't have a very distinct flavor. It's not like, oh, yeah, that's sumac. But it's just sort of like a pleasant, mild herbaceousness, like yeah. good Marmite. Yeah, this is like, I don't think that this is a, a wildly exciting sour, anything to like, holy shit, you need to go out and get this immediately, get really excited about it. But like, it's it's solid, especially if yeah. you're a person who like, you know, misses the good old days of sours and all this fucking smoothie shit and whatever is yeah, just this, fucking up my sours. This like, is more reminiscent of like mid aught sours. Yeah, this is pretty much a. I would I would consider this a fairly like straightforward like sour slash Berliner. I mean, know. it doesn't have quite the tart of a like good lambic, but it, it's still it's a fine sour. I like the plum. <laughs> well, lambic would be uh, the, the any tart that comes from something like a lambic is from wild yeast and not actual like you know lactic acid coming from like lactobacillus or anything that yeah. that's why they're like wilds and sours are are, are not equal that is correct sir um oh hey since the last time i recorded i got emily to watch uh train wreck woodstock 99 Ooh. so like do you agree though? Like, even worse than you knew it was, and you already knew it was Absolutely. bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm grateful that like. Okay, I'm struggling to remember at what time of year it took place in. Was it summer? Yeah, it was. I forget okay. if it was July or August, but it was like. So it was. It was, it was summertime sun beating down on a mid-state New York tarmac. But it also means that I was, I, you were 16 I had a, and I was 15. I had a learner's permit and not a driver's license, which means mm. that even if I had wanted to be like, fuck it, I'm going to go, even though I don't have anybody you know, to go with, I couldn't because I didn't have an actual driver's license. So I, and I think it's lucky which for I'm us now grateful. For. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember begging my mom to go to Woodstock 99 because, like, oh, yeah. all the bands that I loved at that time were fucking playing. And it's yeah. like, hell yeah, I want to be there. And yeah. it's like me now looking back at 38 on 15-year-old me that summer. It's like, no, nah, man, it's a good thing you weren't fucking there. <laughs> I know. And again, I I was 16 and it's like, I'm really like... Uh, that was that was the summer between my sophomore and junior years of high school. In case you're wondering just how fucking ancient I am, um, I also realized that uh, Friday I will be closer to forty, turning forty, than I was to turning turning thirty nine. Red. Yeah. No, not red. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I'm not. A, I I don't know. The idea of turning forty doesn't weird me out nearly as much as turning thirty did. Like, I don't, looking back on it now, it's like, why was I so weirded out about turning 30? Like, my 30s are way better than my 20s, but like. But, oh my God, I'm, I'm so old. 
I mean, now I'm cool with the fact that I'm old and I'm just so jaded that I don't give a shit anymore. Like, if so, if some guy is going to be like, ew, you're 40, it's going to be like, cool, then uh, I'm keeping my pants on. So, yeah, sweet. Bye. Thanks for showing me your red flag. <laughs> right? Like, I don't fucking care. I mean, and also, like, I I, th- I think I make almost 40 look damn good. Oh, and... I agree, man. So, fuck it. I mean, I look like a fucking sack of crap, but you make looking almost 40 look good. <laughs> okay, this is going to sound worse than it is. But this is this is our sense of humor, folks. So we do we do slam each other once in a while. Oh, TJ, nothing's changed. You've always looked like a sack of crap. Um, like you're telling me things that I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying. But it feels it's like I know that this is our sense of humor, but like mo- the the audience isn't isn't privy to like the shit we talk we tell each other, you know, and doesn't know that we. We, we 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 do this stuff and it, you know what I mean like I, I know that all that I have going for me is like the beard draws them in and sometimes if I'm feeling charismatic the charisma can get them to stay but I don't feel charismatic much anymore <laughs> yeah yeah whereas I feel like I've gotten somewhat more charismatic as my uh I don't know. I feel like my confidence has grown. Like I, I give way less of a shit about uh, what other people think of me, and I feel much more confident in my, um, I don't know, knowledge, abilities, you know, who I am as a person. Yeah, so. that, that, that's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I... I I, can I have some of the said money and chicks? I would be cool with that. Man, I don't even care about the chicks anymore. I just want some money. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that we have that, like, we have no choice in life. Like, whether or not we exist, we, we really have, like, no choice if we come into existence. And once we're, like, forced into existence... We're then forced into these capitalistic machinations to merely survive. And it's I mean, just I, it's depressing. I agree with you. I would love to work towards, you know, Star Trek universe where, like, you work because... Or, or fucking Orville universe where you work because it's, you know, fulfilling and, like, not... But, like, everybody's, you know, work can be... Is considered valuable. Like, you know, artists are are valuable contributors to society just as like scientists and shit are like yeah it it does it really i think the the thing that i really take issue with in a capitalist society is the fact that like you know uh things that enrich us you know culturally um in you know even professions like teachers that you know enrich you know the the human race as a whole uh are not viewed as as valuable because they don't create profit and that's the thing i take issue with like i'm i'm definitely it was nice to take a couple of months off um i've never done that as an adult but like 
I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I I need to do something like, and it's just yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to fi- to it's really hard to figure out what you want to do in this world because you have to balance like stuff that makes you happy with stuff that'll make you money. Yeah. <clears throat> and like that feels weird and gross. Yeah. I and mean, it's why I, like ideally I would have like just 10 million dollars fall in my lap. I don't know if 10 million dollars would like crush my legs, but if it if that happens and fine by Depends like the denomination of the bills yeah <laughs> uh it's, probably it, it, it's uh 10 one million dollar bills <laughs> i was gonna say which i believe do exist yes yeah. um it's uh it's 10 million dollars at quarters <laughs> oh god no i'm not i'm not fucking scrooge mcduck i, I don't need that um uh, but no. Also, you would just slam into it if you tried diving into it. I, I know. It's not. It doesn't act like a fluid. I, I know. It looks cool on TV. <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> I know, but like, it's. I'm sorry. It, were you not horribly disappointed when you realized the physics of that didn't work? As an like, as it, I, I don't even say. I wouldn't even say as an adult. Like once you got into like I don't know high school physics, you probably figured out, or if you didn't before that the the physics of that wouldn't work and it's like there's some part of you that's like i feel like there was some part of me that was always like man that would be super fucking cool and then you realize that like physics doesn't work that way and you're like oh yeah uh but 10 million dollars buy property in maine with a largest size house with like a really large barn in back of it turn barn into movie production studio so i can make a series of like c-grade horror shorts and just like live there with you that that <laughs> that's my dream <laughs> as long so as the wi-fi is, is good. you're going you're what you're saying is is you're going to uh spend that money fast enough that like you're gonna end up in the same spot of ha- having to be you know, supported by people around you instead of doing the smart thing and dumping all of it into investments or pretty much all of it into investments and then living off of the interest. Well, given given that our society is on the verge of collapse, I don't know if it's going to be, well, it's not going to be the class wars. It might be the water wars, but it'll probably just end up being a political war. Yeah. Like... The, I know this, this world doesn't have a lot of time left, and I feel like people are always saying that. But like, I mean, our current iteration of our culture doesn't. You're you're correct. Does not have. I does. I I don't see it lasting through our lifetime. I again. I I think my fondest hope is that we can get to a point that it will become a class war before it really starts. But I think that if nothing else, uh. SCOTUS has sealed the deal on that one. I think that yeah. I think it's going to be a political war because it it's going to have to be. I mean, I guess the only hope is that like DeSantis and Trump divide the party in two and Trump just like makes his own new party. But I mean, if we can split the Republican Party, that would be great. Like I I mean, the parties all need to split. But like we we should be at we, least a five we party we we should be at least a five party system instead of this 
weird, stupid two-party shit we have going on. I don't disagree. I also think we need to end first past the post. Uh, Yes, we also do just need to institute ranked choice federally. I think ranked choice is still considered a form of first past the post. I don't remember. I don't really know what the alternate looks like entirely. But yeah, no, I'm... uh, our our system is and it's and the thing is is it's not it's not just our system like all of the 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 systems of more countries than not are failing right now so you know ah cool and and good um yay holocaust 2 electric boogaloo I mean, with the rise in fascism around the world, that's what we're heading for. Yeah, it's it's not great. Um, I'm telling you guys, we just need to eat one billionaire. Uh, I think that, you know, because he looks pretty fatty, Elon Musk, if you were to smoke him, would uh, would be the one to go for. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um. Uh, I feel like I've watched plenty of other shit, too. The hell else have I watched? See, uh, this is why I need to, like... I should have spent these last two-plus years unemployed learning something. Yeah. Um, but this is why I should learn, like, how to code app an dev. app. Yeah. App development. Make yeah, but app. you, if, you're, if you want to make an app yourself, you need to know front-end and back-end development. So, yeah. You know, it's not... Hey, would you like to make my app? (laughs) Email us at New England Beer Reviews at at Gmail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, I know that I've watched like plenty of other shit. Oh, hey, we watched Day Shift. That movie was fucking rad. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun as hell. Like it was a first time director of a dude who was a um, like stunt man and then stunt choreographer and then stunt director like since like starting off in like the eighties and this was his first feature directed and like watching it, you understand it's sort of like, it reminded me of like um, Neil Blomkamp with uh district nine. Cause like he, he was, he was a 3d artist and did a bunch of that shit on movies for years. And like, this was his first movie that he directed and like he understands that aspect of it so that's why mm-hmm. he could like get it in so under budget cuz that was like yeah. a that was like a 40 million dollar movie that was a pretty goddamn wow. cheap movie yeah cuz it was impressive to look at frankly yeah like the the yeah the well, I don't know about I don't the... know about day shift but like I want to oh, say yeah. I want to say that uh district 9 was like a 40 million dollar movie yeah, I wonder what Day Shift's fucking budget was, because, like, it was, I thought that the, I mean, the the action sequences were perfect, but, like, honestly, the, the, the dialogue, the, you know, the non-action scenes worked just fine for me. Oh, like, yeah, no, the script, I thought, was Amy, fucking solid. Jamie Foxx is just generally a delight to watch. I enjoy watching Snoop on screen, too. Yeah, he was fun uh, to watch. Like, I I definitely 
Oh, I look very much forward to making the other two watch Unbelievable and watching that again because, like, we definitely have to do that. Oh, um, yeah, that's totally a who the fuck was this made for. All right, so yes. Dave Schiff's budget was $100 million. That's and, still not bad for what yeah, it was. That's still not bad for what it was. Like, look. Yeah, but, like, yeah. honestly, it's it reminded me of in some ways as well of like Jackie Chan flicks of yeah. like just understanding movement. Mm-hmm. And I really love the, uh, cause I'm not sure how much I've can think of like contortionist vampires, but I like contortionist vampires. It works mm-hmm. for me. Yes. Like I also just love vampires. That's why like, this is going to be an episode of vamp camp at some point. We'll make the other two watch day shift. Oh my god, yeah. you've created another new category. Yeah, folks, no. he's mad. We need to stop him. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of another. Donate to our Patreon so I uh, for for this. Uh, wait, do we even have a Patreon for the other one yet? Yes, we do. It's S I O S I. Donate to either Patreon to help us. It's the TJ. it's the initials of our shows. Um, uh, I keep on trying to think Liam and me and cooing TJ yes uh, I keep on trying to think of another subcategory because I want to do musicals no. as well and I just don't have a title uh, yeah we'll, we'll it, I'm sure it'll be some dad jokey pun bullshit um that one I feel like is sort of a, a sort of a valid category depending on like what you're aiming for. Like if you're aiming for for movies that Yeah, I could see that working as a category. Some of the some of the categories that you come up with it's like, man, you could fit like every single one of these movies into another category. Like it doesn't need to be its own thing. Yeah, but Vamp Camp sounds fun. <laughs> it sounds fun, but that's not a good enough reason, you dumb asshole. Plus the, this they're... is there are plenty. Why do you think Levi talk about cooing you all the there, time? There are plenty of vampire no. movies out there, and I love vampire movies. So vampires not, get their own category. <laughs> you are not the dictator. Uh, I'm. This is a democracy. God damn it! I am by and large the programming director. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I I know I know where you live. And I know which knee is the bad one. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. You will not enjoy it. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know, man. Uh, we got anything else? Or are we just wasting everybody's time at this point? Oh, man. I'm trying to remember what the fuck else we talked, we watched. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's been plenty. Well, actually, we didn't watch things for a minute there. Yeah, because I was, uh, I had a, I had all the COVID, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to talk to people, and then so I, I mean, I caught up on the most recent season of Outlander, and I mean, as long as you're cool with the fact that like there are definitely a you know, a handful of scenes in each season that qualify as like, basically like, softcore porn for women, um, yeah. Like, they're tastefully done sex scenes, but, like, the majority of the rest of the show is actually, in, it's not, like, you know, 
fucking soap opera drama bullshit it's like yeah it's dramatic but like also because it's going through like some interesting periods of history and like also giving you you know it's not like yeah, some of it. Pe- there are times where people are like, "Oh, it's you know, there's some parts of it that I wish they would just leave out, and that feels totally unnecessary." And it's like, dude, life was fucking brutal back then. Like, life was super brutal before you had like, I don't know, modern medicine, um, the industrial revolution. Like, there's a lot of shit that was a lot more brutal, and like. I am cool with the fact that the show shows a lot of brutal shit because like being human still brutal in its own way, but like it, it was a brutal in a very different way for a lot of our history. Indeed. Um, Oh, I've been rewatching Eureka as background noise. It's, it's not a good show. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised that I got through season three because season three is like bad. Like every other episode is, should we evacuate? And then there's also the corporate sponsorship going on in season three. Like, uh... like they're, they're essentially ads in episode for degree and the WRX and uh, there's something else that I don't know. But like there, there's a good three minutes uh, of uh, uh, Joe, Deputy Joe, talking about the features available on the WRX. Wait, really? Yes. I mean, I, I, I love me a Rex, but come the fuck on. Yes. Uh, th- there's at least like two or three episodes in the season where like degree antiperspirant is not only prominent, but they're working on technology to make de- degree better and it makes degree into a plot point of the episode and it's just sort of like wow this feels gross it reminds me of that uh the daria episode where like the principal signs them up to be sponsored by ultra cola yeah like ultra cola keeps like increasing the amount of like you know ad shit in the high the high school until principal lee literally like loses her completely loses her shit um and it's like man classic episode yeah it's like boy howdy this is the thing we recognized as bad uh in the fucking 90s we recognize it as bad in the 90s and we didn't even recognize the, like i don't know a, a lot of instances of that like women or people too or, yeah like <laughs> We didn't we didn't know that and we knew that fucking corporate sponsorship taken too far was absolutely horrifying. Like, come on. All right. I feel like that is a good note to end on. Um, Emily just told you guys uh, corporate sponsorship worse than rape. <laughs> um, um, I, I don't agree with the message, but that is what Emily said. So that's her final word. Bye. <laughs> I've, again, folks, we have a Patreon for both shows. Please, please fucking donate. So maybe I have leverage to coo TJ on either show because I feel like I need to coo him on here now, too. So, you know. 
All right. I mean, this is a bit more of a democracy, but like, man, I feel like I need to like get him under my thumb because uh, he is gone mad with power. I mean, I can take I'll take the power anywhere I can get it these days. No. Uh, but yeah, meant to have power. <laughs> Clearly not. Uh, we've been New England Beer Reviews. You can check us out wherever the fuck you check out podcasts, because how the fuck else are you listening to this? Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're trying to be more active, at least on things. Uh, you can also check out our other podcast, See It or Screw It. Uh, it's a movie podcast. Check it out. I think it's rad. Uh, you can also give us money at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. That's the initials of our show, New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. Support our beer drinking and cooing of TJ. Yes. And I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. Emily, last word. I'm giving you a chance for something better than like corporate sponsorship is worse than rape. No one said that. <laughs> Least of all me. TJ said it. You heard it all first. <laughs> um, who TJ? Support support me cooing TJ. Come on. All right. Yeah, um, no, that, that's actually a good final word. Coo TJ. Get me the fuck out of here, guys. Woo! <laughs> Bye. Bye.